are you are you ready? I'm ready. I'm gonna do ready. a little. Are you ready to let us be, let us go back in? Whiskey and weights part two. You've made it this far. Thanks for uh, tuning back in. We don't have a title for this podcast, but hopefully by the time you're listening to this, there is one. <laughs> All right. What are we drinking? What's everyone drinking? Uh, so Tell far, me. are we being sponsored know. by these people? No, have we're we not. Gotten there yet? No, I, I see uh, five. Uh, bottles on this well, table we all like whiskey here so i mean i'm a big fan of whistle pig whiskey i know uh like you're the basil hayden guy right yeah but i'm drinking dovetail right now and it's pretty good that was pretty good it's pretty I smoky who, i forgot who gave that me? to me i don't even know what you oh uh, you had the which, oh you had the booker's deb oh and then um phil Tritola, fantastic evening member of ours um, gave me this. Uh, He's all right. <laughs> gave me this Akashi uh, Japanese whiskey, which, which I enjoy. Well, I'm drinking water wine. It's good. Well, that's then, because you've had too many. No, uh, you didn't see the water already in your glass. <laughs> I saw him doing it. I saw it too. too I said, yeah. "Is this a thing? Maybe." No, I thought he was making a spritzer. No, <laughs> is he trying to make a rosé? <laughs> that was totally amateur move. Oh, oh shit. And you're such a professional with your I booze, know. too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I found two stragglers off the street. Actually, three. <laughs> uh, yeah. Joe, Alex. Joe. Deb. Joe Gaznavi. Yeah. You got to get the whole name. Oh. People, people in our audience I didn't want to butcher know it. him. I didn't want to butcher it. <laughs> yes. Alex Rojas and Deb Myers have joined us. Where did we leave off? I don't know because you no were sick. so rude and just cut us off. I hope I'm recording. Well, we were still we were talking about, um, you know, the the member that Blake was chatting with that wasn't sure that she was going to stay after having been at the gym for a little over a year, making lots of headway with things, but wasn't quite sure about her her, her ability to stay. Alex, have you ever had a conversation with a member who's been there for a while mm. and is like, I don't know if this is for me, but yet you see them a couple times a week, they're making progress and things like that, but they're contemplating leaving and they really don't have an answer on why they're contemplating leaving. That's tough. I mean, especially if they're always coming back. Um, I know you stated that before, but um, for the most part, um, that's more of a, I, I feel like more of a self-identity crisis if towards your fitness journey. I mean, I feel like... Um, all of us get that at one point. Yeah, that's I mean, bad. I know definitely um, before going to CrossFit, I was, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting for, for I think a year and a half. And I just didn't know what exactly what I wanted. I was doing it for so long. And over some time, I was like, all right, well, I know I was an athlete for quite some time. I played some baseball and some soccer. And um, I knew I definitely wanted the camaraderie aspect of it. And when I looked into CrossFit, I was like, oh, this is definitely something I'm definitely interested in. And it definitely set up new new goals for me. Now, when I went into the CrossFit sphere, I know a lot of people sometimes feel nervous. I felt very excited. I saw all these new movement patterns. I was like, cool, this is something I definitely always want to learn into. But I can understand how some other people, when you go into you know CrossFit and you don't know other spheres of other fitnesses or other sports that maybe you can get better at. You know, that's why I feel like, you know, CrossFit is such a great sport because it prepares you for anything. You know, if you wanted to play tennis, if you can play soccer, um, do anything else, anything that requires balance, coordination, you can definitely jump in there and 
be okay at it. And if you ever want to strive to be better, there's other paths to go down that road too. You know, I'm going to pick on a word you said, sport. Um, and we were talking about that before you hopped on about, you know, the games are the people see that as the first image and that's what they think it is. They think it's a sport, um, which there is a sport aspect to it. But when I came into it, I never saw it as health and fitness. I saw it as sport and not until recently did I start seeing that like, well, this is a methodology to get people healthy. And, you know, I do think it's very important with the affiliate level to really drive the message home that this, what we do every day is not for sport. There is a time and place for it. And, you know, your facility should be well-equipped to do that for some, but for the majority, this is to get people healthier and to improve their life and improve their autonomy later on um, in their older age. So I think, as you were saying earlier, Greg, about making sure that on our level, we are educating everybody that you're here for your health, not for sport. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still so stuck on this. I mean, it just... You're stuck on the question that I remember asked that. Yeah, and I've been stuck on it for 15 years, right? I mean, we've been doing this for 15 years, and you continually run into this, and we have not, and I'm speaking for Gorilla Fitness, have not been able to solve that, solve for that, solve for solving for that person that doesn't stay past a year, doesn't stay past eight months, and we're losing that person. Like, why? why? When we When we feel so strongly about this, Um, how are we not able to get those same hooks in someone else, um, to, to stick around for the long haul, to, to really get the long-term benefits of this? Um, it's a frustrating thing. It's a frustrating thing to deal with, especially given how much effort we put into so much of what we do. Um, why doesn't that resonate with more people? Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm again, speaking on behalf of Gorilla Fitness, um, but I, I've got to believe that this is a bigger issue for, for most CrossFit gyms. I feel like, if anything, educating intensity, exactly what we've been doing with pacing, um, educating our members a little bit more, has definitely been helping. Because members don't want to scale reps. Exactly. They'll scale weights and they'll scale movements. Mm-hmm. They don't want to scale reps. They don't understand that if you can't complete this in a minute or less, you've already lost. Mm-hmm. Like, you're missing the point of being here because you're so hard-headed and stubborn that you have to do it this way. When in reality, if I put 300 pounds on the bar and your best back squat was 150, how would you expect to do that? It's the same thing for calories on a machine, but that's a very difficult message to, you know, get across to people. I think it's difficult. It's a difficult message to get across to people because they're receiving different messages in a CrossFit gym. I think this happens a lot. I mean, the messages are all over the place. We're telling you at one level, hey, this isn't a competition, yet we set a timer every day, right? We're saying this isn't, you're not competing against everybody else, but Wattify provides a leaderboard. It's, it's just the, the messaging is all over the place, and I would like to solve for that. You know, why, why do we have a message? Why do we have a leaderboard if we're suggesting that this isn't a competition in our gym? It fosters competition, and I'm not saying that's even, it's not necessarily wrong because some people are able to work with that, right? Some people are able to work with that competitive aspect and it's a motivator to them. I may not necessarily know, like, so say, Blake, I'm doing a workout with you. 
I don't for a moment think I'm beating you in any workout, but working out alongside of you may help pull me along a little bit, you know, cause I'm, you're, you're in my, you're in my periphery. I'm able to watch where you're going. I'm like, all right, he's, he's really pulling away here. I got to like step up my game a little bit. You know, for me, that's healthy to be in the room with you and I'm able to work with it. Which I don't know that that works for every person. It worked for me this past week. I said the same thing to him, uh, Friday class. Mm-hmm. I said, wow, I really pushed myself. I was competing against the a person next to me and they didn't even know. Right. It's, it's so subjective. To it's the so individual. subjective. Right. And like, you're never going to remove competition from things just like you're never going to have world peace. Like it's a nice idea, but when there's human, there's ego and it's the old, like that's where the, uh, the Olympics stemmed from. It's like who could lift the heaviest stone and things like that. It's ingrained in who we are as humans. And even though we're like, Hey, you're not competing against each other. If you remove the clock from CrossFit, what do you have? That's a totally different methodology because then there goes the AMRAP. You know, there goes stimulus. Then you lose the intensity from that. So you can't take away the clock. So as long as there's a clock, there will always be competition. Yeah, well, we yeah. do that. I mean, that's part of part of some of the program we do. We do programming that is untimed. Right. right. We've, done, yeah. we've done things like that. And I think that's part of a healthy program is not every day needs to be a timed effort. We've done some of that. And right. People but really then it's enjoy for that. load. <laughs> it's for load. Yeah, yeah. Then it's, but but, to, but to, that's to Alex's point. For some... For some acknowledging a load difference that's more relative for that particular for, for myself or someone else is more easily acceptable but but why so i don't know if, that's that's the whole point of this if conversation. i'm doing if i'm doing monday's workout which was the descending ladder of squat cleans and rope climbs and i'm okay with because i know i'll never clean 300 pounds like the individual is in the corner and i can never get near that but I'm okay with that. And that I can internalize and be like, okay, I need to get stronger. I need to get better. It doesn't deflate me. But how come when we talk about conditioning and you look at a person across the room, you're like, oh, I, I should be able to keep with them. It's the same thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like, um, I forgot what work it was. I know there was one this week where I was telling them, um, I'm like, listen, this first round, 80% of your max effort. You know, usually you never want to go 100%. I told them like, not 100%, but 80%. Now, it's hard to say a percentage exactly on intensity because now it depends on the person. What does 80% feel like? For they me? don't understand that either. Exactly. So it's almost like trying to find a gauge. I was just trying to shoot it out there. Maybe someone can grasp it. But for depending on the person, especially maybe if you're an endurance runner, you might understand that a little bit more. Right. Well, you're, you're heading into perceived rate of exertion discussion yes. yeah. now, right? And again, a very subjective yes. um, uh, metric, right? I mean, your 80% is probably, di- you know, it, and it is. Your 80% yes. is going to be different than my 80%. Yes. My 80% is going to be different than Sean's 80%. I don't know. I mean, this came up. Uh, I, I may have brought this up to Joe the other day. I had listened to a couple of podcasts, and if you do search around, there there are quite a number of CrossFit gyms that do use the RPE rate of perceived exertion as a, a metric or as a tool to help them uh, coach their client bases. So there are a lot of gyms doing it. I also listen to. Um, I'm a fan of listening to uh, the Starting Strength podcast. Mm. Um, 
And he, uh, Ripto, really kind of rips into perceived rate of exertion, suggesting that it's just way too subjective for it to even mean anything. Okay. I'm not, I don't think he's necessarily right. I think he's got some good points about it. But um, uh, I, I think there's some benefits to, to discussing it a little bit. The only, like, hard concrete scale that would actually put it a little bit more into uh, perspective for people once there was explanation behind it. And this is what a uh, certain so-called gym does where they display it on the leaderboard is zoned heart rate because you can correlate a specific heart rate zone correct, to yeah. perceived effort. So if I want you moving at 60 to 70%, you should be in your zone two. If I want you 80 to 85 zone three threshold, so on and so forth, you know, People can't understand that, and that would require a heart rate monitor on everybody yeah. and a damn screen in the gym and everybody looking at that, and that's not what we do. It's a feel thing, and that's like athletic awareness that people only get in time, but it is something that we as coaches need to be planting in their head. Like, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about zoned heart rate. I mean, I spoke to uh, a member about this with running, and they were like, I constantly feel like death after all my runs. I go, well, what are you running max effort every time you go out? It doesn't matter if it's a 5K, a 10K, or a one mile, of course. I go, look up zone two, figure out the equation, wear a heart rate monitor, check your watch as you run, come back and talk to me. He came back and he was like, you were right. I'm like, I know I was right. But yeah. like, we need to start educating people on this kind of stuff because that's what makes a difference. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a track or burpees and barbells. When you're starting to talk about perceived rate of exertion, percentages of things, you're, you're starting to talk at a much higher level. And I'm wondering if, is the entry point to all of this moving better? I, I think you could walk, and, and hours included, and I think we do a really good job of making sure people move well. But I know that any class that I walk into, whether I'm coaching it or I'm walking to another coach's class, I see people moving less than optimally. And I know that that's hard for any coach to manage, um, especially when you have conversations with people about it and they are resistant often because it is uh, slowing down their workout or um, you know they're not able to push the way they want to push. Is that the prerequisite to everything? I mean, if everybody just focused a little bit more on moving better, isn't that the first level of regulation with regards to how fast people are, are moving through things? Just move better. I think that answers a lot of things. Do you work on moving better first? Like it should be the first thing. It's 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 the one of the basic tenets of CrossFit. If you go back to the early days of CrossFit, which a lot of the early basic tenets of CrossFit are, are forgotten. One of them, one of them is leave your ego at the door. That was one of the first things I heard repeatedly as a beginner at CrossFit. Was leave your ego at the door. Leave your ego at the door. Same. Leave your ego at the door. Yeah. And and a lot of levels, you know, I think maybe CrossFit itself forgot about that um which i think we're coming back around to to uh realizing it but that is number one and number two was mechanics consistency intensity was mechanics it was just that is was at the forefront of everything and it answered just about every question or any pushback towards the methodology i'm going to get hurt we shouldn't be moving olympic lifts this quickly okay we're not telling you to do any of those things until you move mechanically well first, but everybody wants, wants to put the cart before the horse and uh, get results overnight because they're used to, you know, six minute abs or whatever other crazy thing is on television that's promising fitness in three weeks. Whereas this methodology comes around and is telling you, we're going to teach you a lot of things and it's going to take a lot of time to learn them. And you have to put that time and effort in 
but that's where the real benefit comes. That's where the magic is, right? The magic is in the movements. That was another early kind of theme and motto of CrossFit was the magic is in the movement. Not the magic is in how heavy you can fucking go. Not the magic is in how much you can beat the guy next to you. The magic is in how, how much you can beat somebody. It's in the magic is in the movement and doing these complex multi-joint movements well. And I think every gym would be served better for figuring out a way to get more people on board with that. And I think that's a, a major rub for a lot of CrossFit gyms. How do you convince people that learning to move better and putting the time and effort in to do those things will serve them for the longer term? I'm happy you were the first person to curse. Now I feel comfortable. <laughs> I didn't want to be the first person to take the podcast, but uh, I guess now the floodgates are open. But you said uh, you said a key word in there it was work towards moving better. When people think of getting better, they don't think about working on their mobility. I know I sure as hell didn't in the nope. beginning. I didn't care about that. I was working towards uh, a 225 clean or you know whatever it was, but not realizing that that comes if you move better. Like you said, you're 100% right, but that doesn't register with people through the door. That's not the first thing they think of. That's sexy. No, it's not. Uh -huh. But here's what's funny. I think it's supremely sexy. You ever watch somebody <laughs> move, it is. move weight under like a really beautiful clean or a really beautiful snatch or clean and jerk? I mean, watching members, I, there are certain members. Um, Brittany Berlazzi, she was in class the other day and we... Um, are we, we dropping was, names? Are we now? Dropping so, names? Well, we're dropping names. Here we go. Now I have to edit. Now you got to have a big <laughs> beep. You have to qualify. You could drop a name when she kicks ass. All right. I mean, she moves. She moves very well. Phenomenally well. Yeah, I mean, to does. watch her put up weight and a lot of weight for you know for her and for, for quite frankly for any woman yeah. um, or any guy for for that for a matter of fact because uh, in that class she was outlifting every man in the class. Um, and doing it well, that to me is beautiful. I, I, I enjoy watching that. Um, so seeing people move well is that's what I become most proud of. I mean, yeah, I see people, you know, with great fran times or whatever. I, I don't know. The thing I get most proud of is when I see a, a fantastic looking back squat, you know, I love it. That to me is beautiful. No, no you're right. I mean, but so now this is going to open another conversation when you have, um, you know, the pressure of getting people moving, getting a barbell in their hands. Like when was the last time that any of us have just taken a member and said, you were not even picking up a training bar for a week. You need a PVC on all these movements. Thank you. And, <laughs> and I, I don't care, you know, like, but that's part of the business because you're so concerned about securing a member and there's so many barriers to entry. Like we're talking about that you don't want the person to feel left out because they're the only one in the room with a white PVC. Mm. I mean, you might as well put a, a bright pink shirt on them and say, Hey, I'm new. Like, but maybe if we started somebody out like that more often and didn't let them touch a barbell right away and show that like the people that need okay. it, of course, this is who we were 15 years ago. Now, how long are you at Gorilla Fitness, Blake? Uh, six, seven years. Okay. So Gorilla Fitness started 2008, right? So we're around 15 years old. So you came in six, six-ish years ago as, yeah. a as a member first. That's 17 and then was interning in 18. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to open up a big, big, bigger conversation because I also felt safe doing so. I was, I mean, Joe was there for the early days. I, if you weren't moving well, I would walk up and I would say, 
take that weight off of your bar. And you could tell me no. And I'd be like, well, we're not moving forward until you take the weight off. I would physically strip people's weights off their bar and teach them how to do the movement. And I would do that as many times as I would need to do for any particular person. And I think as the years went on, and Joe was witness to this because he's been around with me the longest at this table. I think as the years went on, Joe comes on board. Now he's helping me coach. Now other gyms are opening up. I mean, when I was when I first opened, I was the only game in town. People were tra- traveling 30 minutes to get to Gorilla Fitness from, from Morristown and other areas that are 30, 40 minutes away. There was zero competition. Then I think then what had what happened over the years is more and more gyms open up. Now I, I'm ashamed to say it. I think part of, of me gets a little bit scared. And now I'm telling somebody, take weight off the bar. Well, if I go down the block, that guy's going to let me put weight on the bar. I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. So now I start relenting on how on how strict I am about these things because now I have fear that I'm losing a member. And isn't right? that one of the key things in all the level certifications? Be relentless with your coaching. Oh, yeah. oh, relentless, I mean, they're relentless yes. about you being relentless. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Except now when you start worrying about I've got to pay employees, I've got to pay my rent, I've got to bring home a check for my family. And if I don't make this person happy, they're going to go down the block to the guy that just opened up and is not as relentless about stuff, but it's just going to let this person do whatever the hell they want. Mm -hmm. And I'm ashamed to say that I fell into that for a while and let that happen. Yeah. Well, going back to what Blake said, so we had a robust foundations, which is pretty much on ramping and no one grabbed the barbell for your first, you know, six sessions with a coach privately. So all you knew was a PVC pipe and you were worked. It was relentless. Um, I had Drea. Oh yeah. She, I mean, I must've snatched a hundred times within that half hour. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And, with a PVC uh, pipe. With a PVC pipe. And it was the workout of all workouts. That's all I needed. In fact, I mean, even for the first two years, I don't think I RX to work out that with the barbell. Finally, Rabdo came up to me. Jason Kaplan was like, uh, I think you can probably put some weight on that bar and start RX <laughs> because Greg and the staff were so relentless about mechanics, mechanics, mechanics. It's not about what you can lift. It's how you move, move beautifully. The, the magic is in the movement. That's, that was our, that was our, right. That was Fast our, forward now today. I mean, this is certainly something we've been discussing about lately. We, we haven't done foundations in some time. The, that, that was seen for many as a, a barrier to entry to our gym, right? Oh, I want to join your gym. Well, you can't quite get into class just yet because you have to take two weeks of these classes. What do you mean? I can go down the block and start working out tomorrow. Right. You're telling me I have to pay and I'm, I'm not even going to really work out yet. Well, you are going to work. We all know that a foundations class is a tremendous amount of work and effort, but that person doesn't know that, right? right. They don't, they don't, they're not understanding yeah. that. And so then now you're worrying about losing that business because I can start immediately down the block. Right. right. And, and I think we also, as coaches, uh, you know, our staff has, we really got good at teaching a newbie, at somebody new walking in the door pretty quickly at how to snatch, how to clean, how to back squat properly. I mean, we're yeah. pretty good with our warm ups and our, you know, points of performance and breaking it down where anybody walking in is, is catching it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I think we got really, really good at that. And that's where I think we started fading away from the foundations also. I mean, our classes were just so on point and doing so much better at that point. But let me ask you this. So since you went through that and you only had a PVC in your hands, what made you stay? What made you buy into it? Why didn't you go down the street? 
Well, well there, wasn't all, there, wasn't okay. there wasn't anybody down the street. <laughs> so, but if I, there was, like, um, what made you buy into it? Because you didn't have to be there. I think it was the mindset of, uh, I want to get this. I want to be really good. I just don't want to just, you know, I was kind of already doing CrossFit. And then when I came to Gorilla, it was like, no, I wasn't doing CrossFit. You know, like, I, I didn't know how to do the movements properly. I knew how to do the body weight movements, but the barbell movements or the, and some of the kettlebell movements, I just wasn't doing it properly. So, you know, I'm a person that wants to get it right and master it and be good at it. Nice. I remember walking in and, you know, I was one of those guys. I was going through a little bit of a tough time in my life and, you know, I gained some weight and I want to lose weight quickly. And I go to Greg. I was like, Greg. I, I, I got to lose weight. I, I got to do this. He's like, calm down, slow down here. <laughs> I was like, what do I do to lose like 10 pounds? He's like, same thing that he still says, just show up. He's like, calm down, just show up. It's going to take time. Be patient. I remember that. And it was funny right at your desk. You were trying to calm me down. I was going through, you know, a rough time at yeah. the time, you know, and it's so true. It's, it's, you just show up 15 so years it's later. Something about who you were. Or who you are that stuck around. Right. Yeah. It had yeah. nothing to do necessarily with what was said to you is because you're the kind of person that wants to get it done and do it right. Yeah, yeah well, and, and that's the thing. It's the mindset. Right. I think um, you have to be a certain... There's something has to click in your brain to say, I'm walking into a CrossFit gym. Because it is intimidating. Right. Sean touched on that earlier. But you have to be in a certain mindset. There has to be something that changes. And then when you walk into a gym, everybody in the gym pretty much has the same mindset. At that time everybody in Gorilla had the same mindset. There wasn't any BS. It's just like, we all want to get better. You're not better than me. It's not about the weight. It's just about the community, mm-hmm. having fun. It's about getting better and being more fit. And then, like we talked about, CrossFit started, I guess you could say, branding themselves differently, promoting you know, the, the elite, uh, you know, the elite CrossFitter. Uh, ahead of the the regular person, and I think that's when things kind of started taking a left turn. Right, but then this brings up another conversation. Like, you have the NFL, you have the MLB, and then you have all these minor leagues and other things like that. Like, what's the difference between the CrossFit as the sport and then CrossFit as the methodology where it's like, okay, if my kid isn't going to make it to the NFL, well, he's not going to play football. Right. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that that's, we've moved on from that. I think for a long time, that was the case. Right. I think now it's pretty obvious for people, they're not making it to the game. They're not making it right. to the games. I think, I think it took some time. Realizing I think it was, yeah. it was so new. It was a well, new, it was a new quote unquote sport that people thought, well, I, it's right. new. I can I do can, it. I can, I can do there. this. Yeah. No, no one else is doing it. And then there were levels. Remember, there was regionals. You know, there was things right. that you might be able to make and get there. And then, of course, there was a way to cheat to get there, too. Right. And a lot right. of people yeah. did it that yeah. way, too. But, you know, again, it's just it's just the mindset. And, you know, the 80-year-old, pers- the 80-year-old woman in our gym is getting just as much as the elite athlete in our gym. They're doing the same workout. It's just different load, different intensity. I mean, there's nothing different. You know, they, they, most people don't understand that. You know? Yeah. I remember when, when I first started, I, was, um, I went to uh, CrossFit Momentum. And when I first came in there, I remember it was Fran was the workout, and it was also Snatches. So Snatches was the strength, and Fran was the workout itself. I remember my coach... He he made sure he made sure of it that I was I was not touching a barbell as well, and I know for at least two months 
bless his heart, he, I was on a PVC every single time. Every time I touched a barbell, he looked at me, he just snapped his finger, and I'm like, all right, I'll put it down. Because I remember I, at one point, he just looked at me, he's like, dude, you can't even touch your shoulders. Right. That's how big <laughs> your arms are. You know, that, that, that's good to hear, though. That's yeah. good to hear because a lot of gyms are not like that, yeah. even back then. No, 100%. I, re- I remember at one point when I was trying to pick a gym for my mom in Florida, the first day she was into some gym, some lady like, her broke her arm doing a snatch because the guy automatically threw a 45 pound barbell on her and the bone went right through her elbow. I'm like, went right through the skin. Yeah. I'm like, you're leaving that gym. You're not coming back. Yeah. I'm like, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. Sometimes, you know, and I could, I understand, you know, sometimes a barbell might be the thing to go to, but yeah. PVC. And that's what gave CrossFit a bad name is those bad gyms. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's not, it doesn't fall all on CrossFit and how they branded themselves for those few years. It definitely was a lot of gyms out there not doing it right. 100%. I mean, I mean, I was very, very happy, especially, um, I know, in the very beginning, when it was the whole, you know, you get your L1 in that, you know, those three-day weekend, and then over over time, like, all right, now you need your L2, your L3, because any any person off the street can get an L1, like, open up a gym, and then there goes the bad reputation right out the window. I think a lot of this goes back to, and Blake touched on this a little bit earlier, about, you know, not wanting to be that person with the pvc pipe in their hand while the rest while the rest of the room has barbells loaded up with a bunch of weights no one wants to look like they're that newbie person but if we're doing a good job of cultivating the culture and vibe of our gyms to be such that that's normal for us that will resonate between you know amongst the member base and i don't think that same feeling is felt if that is the overall culture and vibe of your organization. So if we're relentless on that, which I think we're doing a very good job of bringing that and building that back in, given the current team that we have, and we all believe in this, that if we bring back that culture and vibe, people won't feel like that. You yeah. know, they yeah. won't feel that way because they'll just see it all the time. Yeah. They'll see us doing that with everybody. They'll see us or hear us talking about it all the time, whether it be through our social media channels or at the whiteboard. That is who we are, you know. It's funny. Um, a lot of people from other gyms that come visit us or try us from out, try us from other gyms, they come into the gym and, you know, they're pretty experienced in CrossFit. And they look at a 15-pound bar, they're like, what is this? Most gyms don't even have a 15-pound bar. It's usually 35 and 45s, which blows my mind. Wow. Like for somebody to start with a 35, a woman to start with a 35-pound yeah. bar, it's just crazy. Or a man imagine. to start with a 45-pound bar, it's crazy. I can't imagine that either. <laughs> yeah. I think we underestimate too, and, and I mean, again, I'm just speaking for myself here. Maybe I should qualify the way I said that. Maybe uh, I, I uh, got away from this for some time about really coaching someone and going back to coaching without thinking about the business in mind. And sometimes it's a hard thing to do as the business owner, but sometimes just being a coach and not being the business owner are two different things. And you have to look at them, you know, independently of each other. And I spent some time with a member the other day, brand new member and really broke down this person's lift. And and by the end of my work with them, they had a, you know, empty barbell in their hand, 15 pound barbell. And this is a, a grown man, probably, you know, a little younger than me, 5'11", probably about 200 pounds, so not a small guy, just with a 15-pound barbell. And we worked the, the shit out of that barbell, just doing snatch work. And at the end, he had said, he's like, that was great. 
He's like, I, I can't believe what I look like and how I feel having done all of that in, you know, a half an hour time of working with him. than when I first, you know, through the warm up, you know, my warm up was one that was mirroring the work we we're about to do so I could get a, a view of the room and see what I was working with. And he, you know, this particular guy was not even close to getting a snatch right. Right. But by the end of the class, he, he looked like he had been there for a couple of months and he didn't feel like he didn't get his, his money's worth or he didn't get a workout. And I was able to have a little chat with him afterwards and said, Hey, look, you know, this will take you a lot further in your journey with us, having spent the time to do what we did today into your next class and the class after that and the class after that, rather than just muscling through a bunch of ugly looking reps that, right, yeah, that really kind of tired you out today. But that's going to leave you no room for growth in the future. And right. he, he, he was like, this was awesome. Thank you so much. And I think for me, again, worrying about the business at times and competition, you, you forget that people really do want you to coach them. Yeah. And I think he realized that he did get his money's worth. Yeah. And, and it felt good for me. Right. I felt awesome. I felt great after that class. You know, I felt great having had worked with that gentleman and felt like a coach again. Yeah. You know, that was nice to do. And we, we can't forget that. You know, Blake and I have had this conversation. And if that doesn't resonate with somebody, then maybe you don't want them. They, in they're the gym. not the right person right. for our gym. Right. 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 Again, yeah. mindset. And we have to be okay with that. It's right. okay to let people walk it's out okay. your door. <laughs> I've it's learned. Okay. I've learned to be okay with I didn't okay say pay it. attention, Joe. I didn't say that. You can't say. We all know, have to. We all have to. Yeah. You can't save De- every Deb, lost dog. Deb's to the right of me like, oh boy. <laughs> She's had to calm me down, talk me off a ledge. It's okay many, for many certain times. people to go. And, it's a, and I feel bad when they don't get it. Yeah. Because I, look, are there other things that work out there? Yes, there are. There are other methodologies they work. Programs work. Right. They yep. do. Anything works. You have to yeah. follow a program. Though. Right. If you're going to choose to follow one, don't yeah. don't join something and then don't follow the program. Right. Like you said, it takes a specific kind of person to follow that program. Like It does. It, you have to get them to buy in. Yeah. And that, I think, is the million-dollar question that whoever really figures out the perfect equation to get a person to buy in mm. on day one. All right, let's qualify that. <laughs> I want to qualify that statement. Do we have to get somebody to buy in or do we just have to be who we are and truly and don't waver from it and allow people to buy in if they want? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Right? Yeah. I, I think what where we have wavered a bit over the past couple of years and look, COVID had a lot to do with this. And even, but even before COVID, we were wavering on some of this stuff, right? Because for the sake of more membership or right. getting more members or worried about competition. Yeah, the market. I think it's I think tough. we are I think we're so tired from that and we right. realize the the error of our ways with that kind of stuff that we're all kind of doubling down on just be what we believe and 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 put that out the best way we can and if somebody's going to get it then they're going to be an awesome member and yeah. we're, we're going to have a great time with that person. If yeah. you don't get what we're selling, we're not even selling, get what we're doing and what we believe in, that's okay. It may not be the right the right prescription for you, but then it's, it's okay to part ways and say, Hey, it didn't right. work for us. And, and that's okay. Yeah. Rather than spend all this time with somebody that and trying to convince them to do something that we believe in. I don't want to convince anybody. Yeah. And um, those days are over. Also I don't want to convince me. I want to go back to the guy. Oh, you're with back. The, you're back. back. Yeah. You couldn't stay away for too long. No. I want to go back to the guy with were the you PBC. On a pee, were you on a pee break? <laughs> you know, <laughs> If I, if I walked in and I saw someone with a PVC pipe 
and everyone else was uh, with a barbell. I, I admire that. I want to bring up something that, you know, I, I say to our coaches, why don't you correct this person? Sometimes I watch these people move. I'm not the best mover, but mm. I, I see, I know what it should look like. And what I see is sometimes... You're saying you've been in a class and you see somebody moving poorly and you're wondering why the coach isn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this Joe's class? <laughs> no, he said it to me a few times. I said to Blake and Alex. And there's the response I usually give him, and they're not all correct, but sometimes this is just how you justify it in your head is you've had multiple conversations with that person. They don't take a single word you say to heart and you're just tired of being relentless at that point. And, you know, I've looked at it as, well, I've spoken to him five times about that. He hasn't changed. He hasn't dropped his weight. Why am I going to waste that time when there's probably half a dozen other people in the room that would appreciate my time? Yeah, well, I think you just need to pick your battles. Yeah. You know, like yeah. one day, dig in and then let him, give it him a week, give him a week, let's go back in. If he's not going to hurt himself right. or That's she's not going to hurt herself, yeah. I mean... I don't know how many times I'd have to say you squat below parallel. And if I know you can do it and you're just in one ear out the other, I'm not going to keep having that battle. It's not worth it to me. As long as you're not going to hurt yourself, I'm going to let you just keep doing that. I won't be using a person's name for this particular example, but there is a person at our gym that Blake, you in particular have come up to just about every other coach has come up to me about this particular person saying, what do I do with them? Right. Let's call him Bill. His name is not Bill, but we're going to use Bill. Hey, Bill just continues to add weight to the bar. I don't know what to do. And I've, I've spoke to each one of you guys about this particular person and said, leave it alone. Because to your point, exactly the point you just made, we've all tried to address this. And the person is just not willing to listen, does not want to. And at some point you are, you are wasting your time when there's a class full of people that want your attention that it's time to move on from that. Is, you know, is that the type of member we want? Or is you, are you letting it play out on its own? I, would, I am letting that play out on its own. I am not going to tell the person to stop coming to the gym. I'll be honest with you. This particular person had it in their mind to lose a bunch of weight. And they did. They did. And I, I, have, I have yet to ever say another word to them about addressing how poor their lifts are or how much weight they're putting on the bar that they shouldn't put on the bar. And this person is shows up and they're happy too. That's and, the funny thing. Yeah. They're happy. Totally so, content. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. This, this person had come from another gym and left that gym because he felt he had been bullied at that gym. And I had, you know, I know that we are not that way regardless of, of the, the, you know, his, his inability to let us coach him, we still never took that route with this person. We were just nice to them. We tried, and then we decided to leave it alone. And the person shows up. They're, they're at classes multiple times a week. To the, to the point being made by Sean, I've had other members come up to me be like, are you going to say anything to this person? And I was like, no, because I have, and it's time to move on from that person. But there is a lot of that. I mean, to your point, I've had several... Now there's, that's one kind of, that's one example, yeah. right? And that's an extreme example. And, and he's probably the only person in the gym that reacts this way. Now there's other times and Blake or Alex, you may want to speak to this, but I'll have members come over and make comments like that to me sometimes like, Hey, do you see so-and-so? And first of all, look, I, I've been doing this for 15 years. 
I see everything. Mm. There's nothing I'm not seeing in, in the room oh, yeah. of, of my gym. And, I, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way about this. So first of all, when I get that comment come towards me, I'm like, really? Are you really asking me if I'm seeing something? <laughs> you know. But a lot of times I think what people don't understand is you don't have to fix everything all at once. You know, there's, there's, there's totally a triage situation. And I've shared that with folks like, look, I know that those things are going wrong, but there's something much bigger that we're working on yep. that I'm okay with this other stuff. So that there's that, you know, I mean, people are not always going to look great in a class because there are different levels of their learning curve. And there are certain things I'm just going to let go, mm-hmm. you know, that do not need to be fixed right now because there's bigger fish to fry with that particular person. Alex. Going towards to, to what you said before, you know, sometimes like a member would say, hey, uh, are you going to fix that? Um, he doesn't look that great. But my, if anything, I'm probably already talked to that one particular individual and like, all right, well, I only want that person to just fix one thing. Right. Exactly. Just one thing. And that's, of course, it's not the one thing that you might be looking at, but it's like for this, for example, this one person, he's a, he's a cyclist. So his whole upper back is always hunched over. So I always wanted to make sure he's always squeezing those shoulder blades together. So that was my only intention. I just want those shoulder blades to be perfect every single time. Now, of course, uh, you know, let's say, for example, if he's doing a deadlift or a snatch or something, just, you know, lower, lower back is nice. But all I cared about was just that mm-hmm. one position. And while he was doing this snatch, all right, everything looked great. Some other move, some other places might might have looked, you know, not that great. But that's just one thing, especially when, it, you know, teaching a very particular lift like a snatch you just want to target one thing at a time. And I think, um, especially with one person like that, that's the one goal for the day. And next day, it might be something else. And just going down the line, making that person that much better. Well, you bring up the other point on why, you know, if somebody says, hey, aren't you going to fix that? Sometimes you can't because their mobility is just so poor so Oh yeah. that, you know, as long as knees aren't caving or, you know, they're not losing their mid-back entirely – there's and they they probably don't even have an unreasonable amount of weight on the bar but like there's just literally nothing you can do about it because they don't want to take the the 10 minutes it takes every other day to loosen up their hips or loosen up their ankles so any cue that i give them is you know not going to necessarily correct it um that's something that they have to do on themselves i can say hey you need to spend time mobilizing and working on your flexibility but there's some people that are just never going to move pristine whether that's for their own doing or you know they're just anatomy that their their limb length whatever it may be they're never going to move Mm -hmm. beautifully and that's okay because if we're going to circle this all back as long as they're not hurting themselves and they're here to improve their health and wellness the job is done yeah i think that goes to uh, it goes back to the you know one of the first parts of this discussion was retention. I mean, if we're spending that kind of time with people, isn't that one of the first um, tools of, uh, of, of retention is to, to teach people to lift like that, you know, to lift really well and learn these things. I mean, if you spend all of this time as a member learning how to snatch correctly, spending weeks and months doing that, learning how to clean correctly, learning how to squat correctly, learning how to power clean correctly, how quick are you going to be to leave? I just put all this time in learning these things, you know, now I want to put them to use, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it, it behooves us to spend this time with people and break down these lifts for them and, and hold them back in a way 
um, until they do them well before we start letting them loose on, on, you know, on, on their intensity part of all of this is a good tool for retention. You know, I want to walk around and be in a corrector. I'm Worry like, about yourself. You he really like wants a, to be a coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you look like he shit. He does, but he wants to be a coach. <laughs> I don't know. He just Nobody would no take rep. you That's seriously. It. That's the I, problem. I, yes. You've, you've ruined your reputation. I have this deep voice. <laughs> Which you don't use. <laughs> and the equipment's making it deeper, so I it's know. not real. <laughs> you, your ability to stop what you're doing mid-workout and dance is not a, I always is, tell him. Is not a good prerequisite. He's not going intense enough if he can dance. Right. As soon as he sees the camera make its way towards oh, him, yeah. oh, yeah. you only know when he gets this hand towel. Yeah. Like, All right. Now he's sweating a little bit. Or my tongue's out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He never works hard enough. All right. So going back to our original question. <laughs> is, this, is this podcast ever going to end? I never. don't think so. <laughs> what was the original question again? Where did we where did we leave off at? Member member retention. Member like why retention, are we, why, why a did a member come to you, Blake, and say, I'm getting results and I'm doing better. I don't know that I'm staying. Pass the mic on over to Deb. She knows the answer. She knows the answer? She knows the well, no, she knows why the person came, which was Sean's question. So maybe oh, she we does. could Yeah, oh, so we could dig go. a little deeper. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've been oh, waiting for her to add her two cents yeah. anyway. This, and this is, is a, a perfect opportunity. This is a good person, whoever this person is, to be the first guest on the podcast. I hope they don't hate me if they listen to this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just giggle. Hi, Deb. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hi. So So why did they come to us, Deb? Because she said that she thought this was a very big challenge for her to attempt and she wanted to lose weight which she did she lost a lot of weight she looks great and she constantly talks about how she changed her body through crossfit so when blake shared that she wasn't happy or not not that she wasn't happy that she was interested in like maybe changing things up and not staying that is kind of shocking to me because i thought this is somebody who we've we've got for life you know, she she went away. She came back. You know, she was very, she missed us. She's, I don't know, when there's someone who is very involved, who talks to people when they come in, knows everyone, has a presence, and has friends in the gym, and then also comments online, um, is very involved. I feel like that is the member that is not going anywhere. So exactly, yeah. that was kind mm. of shocking. That's like to hear. hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. You know, socially involved, physically in, uh, getting results. Um, that's like, okay, that, that's the yeah. magic bullet for, for everything where, okay, we, we've got that person, and yet even that person is... Uh, yeah. It's more yeah. of an internal struggle of some sort. But you said something earlier. You said she was looking for something different. Do you know that? Yeah, so she had tried... Can A lot of people actually say this to me. I'd say probably, I'd say 70% of the people that come in have come from conventional gyms mm-hmm. and say that they don't push themselves, they kind of mm-hmm. wander around, they don't know what to do, especially since COVID, because mm-hmm. it's harder to get equipment, everything is, there's yeah. more rules, I think. And now they want to do something, you know, this is really out of my comfort zone, and I don't know, I can't even believe I'm trying this. You know, that was her reaction when I first spoke to her on the phone, because she did, I actually called her, because we were texting back and forth. At some point, I usually say, do you want me to call you? Because it's becoming... A lot. There's so many questions. And after a month, I thought, she's a member for good. Like, we're never losing her. So that that was sad. Wait, wait. <laughs> to I, hear that we might. Wait. I, 
Oh, <laughs> here we go. Um, you lost me for a second. So that conversation you just described was your original conversation yes. with this yeah, person. Yeah, original. And that we're talking, if we're talking about the same person, that yeah. was a year ago. She's yeah. been with us at least a year. Okay, yeah. so right? she's been with us yeah. at least a year. But okay. I, I want to get to the bottom of, 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 of this. Her most recent comment when she, you know, she spoke to Blake, but you said she spoke with you, that she's, she's thinking about something else. Like she's thinking about doing something else, no. like trying something else. No, that was her in, interpretation of the conversation that I had with yeah. her on Tuesday when I said that to Deb. Oh, she didn't necessarily say that. No, no, okay, no. Okay, 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 okay. The most recent comment was the conversation that me and got it. Member had I understand. On okay. Because I do think that there's a reality that there is a lifespan for a person with, with us. You know, I think it's rare to have people be with you for, I mean, look, I, we do have it. I mean, there are plenty of members that have been with me for 12, 13, 14 years yep. um, and have, you know, never considered doing anything else. And, and quite frankly, every one of those people, and I can think of them at the forefront of my head, of my mind, all of them did the right things. Like meaning they took their time with this. They never pushed further than their ability level at that time. They were very patient with the process and they followed the program. And those people have had a very long lifespan with us. Um, and I think that those are certainly, you know, not the only, the only, um, the only way that this works is, is people stick with you forever. I do think that for most that there's a lifespan, you know, where you, you might want to try something else. And I think that that's okay too. I think if somebody's with you a year, two years, three years, four years, and they decide, well, I want to try to do something else. Well, that's certainly, I don't see that as a failure on our part, you know, where we've made great strides with somebody and they've, we've literally transformed them physically and mentally. And then they decide to take those gains and try to do something else. I see that as a, as a win. I mean, I don't love losing a member, but I don't see that as a failure. Where I see the failure is when we lose a member in under a year. Yeah. That that's that's the problem. I mean, if I lose a member after two years, three years, four years, they they were there for that period of time because they were they were getting it, and we were doing a good job with them. And I don't feel that those are failures, but it's the uh, it's the short term person that we lose in three months, four months, five months. We we drop the ball on that. Not as, I'm going to disagree with you on that, mainly because the whole thing CrossFit is for anyone, not everyone. There mm -hmm. is in individual. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm messing this up. Like uh, a personal characteristic that either it will work for them or it won't, and sometimes we just don't have, mm. you know, the impact on them. We never will. We mm -hmm. never could because yeah, anyone can do it, but it's it, not everyone wants to do it. And yeah. sometimes they, they see a short uh, motivational clip or they have a friend that drags them there mm -hmm. or whatever, and they try it yeah. or whatever it may be. But some people you're just not going to keep and that's not on you. That's fair. I do agree with that. Right, um, can I say something too? No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, think the biggest win is a returning member. Yes. Somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I used to go to you guys. I'm back. Like, to me, that is like, yes. they went full circle. Yes. Now they're back. Yes. And that is like, I've tried other things. Mm -hmm. They didn't work. Right. So here I am back to what I know. Yeah. Especially when they go to another CrossFit gym. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they say, I was at yeah. X and you know what? I came back to you guys. Yeah. 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 We had a, we have, happened recently. we've had some of that 
happened this week. We had, I think it was two people that had come back. They walked in the room and I saw, I saw him and I was like, oh my God, you're back. He's like, yeah, you know, COVID, all this and that, but, but I missed you guys and I had to get back. To me, that was, it made my day. Yeah, that's great. Made my day. But I agree with you, Blake. I think you're right. I, I was a little hard on myself there, but I do agree that, you know, of everybody that comes in the door, back to the original statement of like, it's not for everybody. It's for anybody, but not every, it's not for everybody, right? And I think certain people do make that, distinction for themselves, whether, you know, this isn't quite for me and it has nothing to do with what we are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I think it is. And sometimes I think, you know, potentially drop the ball on some folks. Uh, sure. And there are different things that, are, that keep people right. There are certain people that stay because we coach the hell out of them and they love that and saw the value of our professionalism and what we know in our, in our, um, and our time in doing this. And then there are people that stay because of the community and because of, of the social atmosphere of, of what we are, which is why we have to be hitting on all those cylinders at all times. I have heard people though, that like, I'm thinking specifically of one woman who, when I said, I think she's done after this month, I've had coaches that are like, Oh, I poured my heart and soul into that person. Always. Um, you know, really, I always feel bad about that because I do know that that coach gave everything yeah. and coached them and they come so far and then they're like, you know what, I think I'm just going to go back to X, Y, and Z. I just wanted to try this for a little while and I tried it and it was great. I enjoyed it, but now I'm going to go do this, you know, because maybe they're more comfortable there. Maybe they don't, they're scared of, you know, the barbell or they're, you know, they have some kind of something that keeps them from wanting to continue, but um, I always do feel bad about that when a coach comes out and is like, oh, I can't believe that person left because there's no, there's really no reason except for what Blake said that maybe this, they just were like, I tried this. I, you know, I, I put in a good solid month. I got a lot of coaching. It was great, but maybe it's not for me. Um, that's definitely happened, but I mean, we can't, there's nothing we can do. That's going to, if you've done as the best you can, you've coached them, they've done great. There's nothing else beyond that I think that you can you can do that's going to mm-hmm. keep them. Well, let's talk about that memory retention. Mm-hmm. Greg, Blake, what do you guys do for memory retention? What can you do? I think that that's a, a topic that we have been talking about recently that we need to do a better job with. I think that there are things we are not doing that we need to be doing. I think, you know, again, back to the coaching aspect, I think we've all – We've all had that discussion that we can't be afraid to coach people and we can't be afraid to do what, what we know is right. And if that means, you know, telling somebody they need to lower their weight or slow down their workout, we need to get on board with that. But there are other things that we could do more on the administrative side to help with member retention. I think reaching out to people more often than we do if we don't see them for a while, I think that's something um, that we should be doing a better job with. I think having a more um, uh, consistent um social aspect to the business again uh, something that we did do in the past and uh, i think we got away from that obviously for you know reasons of the past couple of years but you know just getting out with our members and nothing you know nothing super orchestrated but you know being a little bit more consistent with that and um, just being around the people that we enjoy being around i think that those things are helpful we talked about spending more time on the educational piece of what we do not 
you know, obviously the coaching of movements that happens in the class, but I think doing a better job of vocalizing why we do what we do and how we do it and the intentions behind the, the, the days of the week that we program, I think those things are, are happening more often. And I think those things are starting to take a, a stronger hold within the, the member base now. Wow, guys, that was good. When it's good, it's good. Can we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Thank you, Joe Gaznavi, Alex Rojas, and Deb Myers for joining us today. I am Sean Govardhan, and you've listened to Gorilla Fitness Radio Podcast. Please follow, like, or subscribe. Leave a review. If you loved it, you hated it, we want to know. Find us online at GorillaFitness.net or on Instagram at GorillaFitnessCrossFit. Till next time, keep your fitness journey strong and remember why.